Hey y'all, it's Jen, your host of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast and CEO of Success Beyond the Lens, a business management and marketing company for photographers. On this podcast, I'm gonna be giving you the actual tips and advice I use every day to run my clients' businesses. I'm also gonna be interviewing some awesome professional photographers, marketing experts, Facebook ad gurus, and so many more to ensure you are running a well-rounded business. So grab your coffee or your wine or maybe a glass of water and let's dive in. Hey, hey friends. Thank you so much for joining on one of the last episodes of 2020. I'm very much looking forward to taking a step back and really enjoying the holidays with my family this year. My husband is going to be off for Thanksgiving and Christmas, so I'm really stoked to just get some good, hopefully, fireplace side time with him, and if I'm lucky, some spiked apple cider to go along with it. However, before I get there, we are going to be wrapping up this year of podcasts. I'm so, so grateful for so much, but we're going to talk about that on the next episode for next week. This week, I am giving you guys tips for how to prepare for proposal season. Now, I know we're getting ready to go into the thick of proposal season from like Thanksgiving up until a couple weeks after Valentine's Day. And this means that you guys aren't as busy shooting your couples or your families. However, you are very busy on the admin side of things or the marketing side of things for the next two or three months. So that is what we are going to be talking about today. I'm also going to be having a training that is going to be coming out on Black Friday that I'm really excited about to help you prepare for this. Okay. Also, quick caveat. I just wanted to let you guys know. So we have this episode this week. And then we're going to have a wrap up the year episode next week. And then the rest of the year is going to be about the top three podcasts from this first year of podcasting. You're going to hear from guests we've already had on and then a couple of uh, or one of my top episodes of the year. So just something to keep in mind as we wrap up the year. All right. So let's dive in to today's topic. I'm going to be giving you those tips for preparing for proposal season. Now, I know proposal season is going to be kicking off here in about a week. And that means you do not have enough time to get all of this ready before proposal season happens. Because by the time you're listening to this, it's really going to be kicking off in a couple of days. However, don't worry. Don't fret. We have months-long proposal season, okay? So... If you're not implementing these things now and you're still under the weight of all of the editing from fall, this is okay, okay? I want you to take a deep breath, okay? And I want you to understand like the tips I'm giving you today are really, really awesome and I want you to implement them, but it's okay if you don't do it today. Get your editing finished, spend time with your family on Thanksgiving and The week after Thanksgiving, carve out just two hours of time to make this happen, okay? All right, let's dive in. The first thing I'm going to give you is social media tips because you need your marketing up and ready. 
in order to take advantage of the proposal season. You need to have that visibility on there. I know I've talked about visibility quite a bit lately, but it is so, so important uh, to grow your business. So my first social media tip is, of course, keep your feed fresh. I'm not saying you need to post every day. I'm not even saying you need to post, especially you don't need to post a few times a day. However, four times a week is the happy medium that I like to see with my clients and what tends to work really well without like just overwhelming us, right? Three to four times a week is the happy place to be. Now, we're going into proposal season. So if you're a wedding photographer and you have engagement sessions, you know, weddings that you haven't showcased yet, this is where I want you to focus your marketing. I want you to be posting those images and using your hashtag strategically. That means you're going to be using, if you are in Nevada, we'll say Vegas, you want to use Las Vegas engagement photographer, Las Vegas wedding photographer, Las Vegas event photographer, Las Vegas wedding, Las Vegas engagement, any of those things. That is applicable to wherever you're listening from, where you are. So if you're in Winston-Salem, you want to use the same things. If you're in Dallas, the same thing. And then you want to tag as many people that were involved in that photo as you possibly, possibly, possibly can. This is the location. Uh, If you worked with other vendors, if you're talking about a wedding, of course, you want to tag all of your vendors. If you are at a venue, make sure you tag the venue. Okay, so you want to take advantage of all of those tags. And here's why. Whenever you tag someone else, your image is going to show up in their feed under the tag spot. So if a potential client, an engaged couple, is looking at venues and they just search in Instagram that venue, then your image is going to pop up. Okay, and they're going to see your image, love your images, go to your Instagram feed, fall in love with your feed, and then they're going to contact you. That's the idea anyway. So that's why you're going to really take advantage of those tags, especially I think venue and location tags are especially important. Getting vendor tags is important. So you build those relationships and it's a give and take, like you are tagging them so they get the visibility on their page. And if someone, you know, goes to their page and looks at the tag, you'll, your image is going to be there. However, that's more obstacles for a potential client to jump. Whereas if you are tagging the venue or the location and someone looks up that location, your images are going to pop up right there in the search. Okay. So I really, really encourage you to to make sure that you can tag specific locations and specific venues as much as you possibly can. All right. So that's one. The other thing is, this is more proactive is to start checking out your local restaurants, parks, attractions, whatever is in your area where people propose most often. So I'm in Kentucky. So I could look at Churchill Downs. I could check out the local restaurants. Of course, not right now because everything's closed. You know, the local attractions. I could search those places And then see if someone's been, you know, posted an image on Instagram getting engaged at that place. 
Now, this requires work, but it's totally worth it. If you especially say, gosh, the week after New Year's Eve, if you go to Times Square and search the hashtag engaged at Times Square or engaged in Times Square, engaged Times Square, all of those things, right? If you search that hashtag, you will probably see a lot of couples that use that hashtag because they got engaged on New Year's Eve at Times Square. So you want to search those types of hashtags and then go to their image. Double check, make sure the image is recent. And then if it is, like it, comment, say congratulations. And then you could even follow them if you wanted and engage with them in their stories and like a few more of their images and see if there is a way for you to slide into their ecosystem so that you are showing up. Because when they start thinking about planning their wedding, and they're like, oh, that photographer like gave us congratulations and she's been, you know, checking out my stories or whatever, then you're going to be top of mind. This is important as you start doing this more proactive marketing. You're going out and searching for potential couples, potential clients. Okay, so that's one way. The other way is to follow local hashtags. Another way is to search your local hashtags. So you can follow, say, Elizabethtown, Kentucky for me, or, you know, downtown Elizabethtown or the Haycraft District, any of those things. So those are all hashtags local to me. I can follow those. And if someone happens to get engaged in that area, that image is going to pop up for me in my feed. So that's another another way that you can see if someone's getting engaged in your area is to follow those local hashtags. And, you know, and again, you're going to engage with them when you see that they got engaged. Okay, so you want to make sure as I'm telling you to engage with them, but I don't want it to be like, you know, you're not going to be sliding into their DMs being like, hey, I just saw that you had got engaged. I'm a photographer in the area. You want it to build to that point. You want to start with a congratulations on their image, possibly a follow, and then, you know, liking a few more of their images. And, you know, if they post in their stories, like, hey, you know, we're beginning our wedding planning, you know, send me vendors that you guys love working with. At that point, you can reach out and be like, hey, I'm a photographer, but I also know these other vendors that I've worked with and they have fantastic reviews and, you know, and that kind of thing. And you can send over your information as well as a planner you know or a florist you know or a baker you know so that you're not only pitching yourself you're also being seen as a resource to them for their wedding and that's going to be huge successful marketing is all about becoming a resource to your potential client so if you are able to come to them with a solution to their problem you're golden. Okay. So that's something to keep in mind when I'm talking about marketing and connecting and engagement, engaging, I mean, doing it authentically and giving more than you're taking. Okay. My next social media tip 
is to make sure that you're a resource in your feed and in your stories. So if you are a wedding photographer, then make sure that you could even do this in your stories. I really, really love this idea. And then put it in your highlights is like your favorite local vendors and then highlight, you know, a florist that you've worked with, a planner that you've worked with, a baker that you've worked with, a videographer that you've worked with, if that's not a service that you offer and, you know, put all of those in your stories and you can hide hashtags in stories very easily. There's a few ways that you can do this, but you want to hashtag those stories. So, you know, engaged in, you know, Winston-Salem, engaged in Dallas, wherever you're located, vendors of your location. You can do best of your location, any of those types of hashtags, and then just hide them in the story. You can write them out and hide them behind images. You can write them out and then pick like the color of the background and hide them in the color, all kinds of different ways to hide hashtags in your stories. But do that So then you're seen as a resource if someone is already following you. You know you're going to have friends that get engaged this season. So you want to be seen as a resource for them as well. Friends, acquaintances, all of the same. So if you're seen, again, as a a resource in what they're already needing, then you're going to be a natural person to reach out to. And doing that, you you can highlight vendors, you can highlight venues, You can give your best tips for, you know, hey, here's my top five tips of making an incredible engagement session. And then give them actionable, true tips. And when someone is going to see those types of resources, that type of education, they're going to know that you're an expert in this field and they should hire you. It's going to be a natural thing to do because you're already providing them the solution that they need to to their problem. Okay, so that wraps up our social media tips. Next, CRM tips. You guys know I couldn't leave you without a CRM tip. So this is coming from the assumption that you already have a CRM. You have HoneyBook or you have Dubsado or one of the other CRMs, but we know like my two loves are HoneyBook and Dubsado. So this is what I want you to do. You want to have a workflow ready to go for this season. Whether you are offering proposals, you know, if you're, if you're a photographer that offers surprise proposals and that's a service that you have, then you want to have that ready to go as well. If you're a wedding photographer, you want to have your workflows ready to go. Now, this may seem daunting if you don't have a CRM or you don't have a workflow already. So I'm going to make this easy (laughs) a couple different ways. One, I'm going to give you some tips off of this podcast. But two, this Friday, I'm going to be giving my email list an exclusive link to my how to set up a Dubsado workflow in 90 minutes training. So if you're not already on my email list, you need to get there because you're going to want this link on Friday because the link is going to go up public, but it's going to be different. And you guys want the exclusive link. I promise. Okay. 
So that's one way I'm going to make it easy is I am literally going to walk you through in this training how to set up your Dubsado workflow in 90 minutes or less. The other way I'm going to make this easy is give you a couple of tips right now, okay? Obviously, you need a contact form. On that contact form, if you're using Dubsado or HoneyBook, you're going to want to have the option of a wedding service or a proposal service or an engagement service. One or all of those three. Then when someone inquires and they select one of those options, they need to be receiving information on that service almost immediately. You can do a 30-minute hour delay if you want, but you can send out an email automatically based on that service in both of those systems. This first email, you know, needs to tell them, congratulations, thank you so much for reaching out. We're really excited for you. Here are our options. And then you give them the options of, if we're talking wedding photography, wedding photography, whatever option they chose, proposal engagement. You give them the information on those options. And then you give them the opportunity to schedule a call with you so they can go over the details. This is going to allow you to connect with those potential clients immediately while still enjoying your Thanksgiving dinner or while still capturing your other couples or enjoying time with your family or going out with your friends. I don't want you tied to your phone simply because it's proposal season. I want you to be able to give them the information that they need while still making sure that you and your business and your personal life and your mental health are still taken care of, okay? That is so, so important to me. So I want that automatic email to go out. I want them to be able to schedule a call with you that's convenient for you. That's important. They can go onto your scheduler and schedule when a call is convenient for you. They're going to be able to find a time that works for them. They're interested in working with you, okay? You just need to make it easy to connect with you and to get more information. I am a huge advocate for price transparency. Okay, off my tangent. So they're going to get that email. They're going to know your prices. They're going to be able to schedule a consultation call with you. That is fantastic. I'm super excited. We have that hooked up. That way you're not tied to your phone. That said, you're also going to have plenty of tire crickers in this season. If you've done this for any length of time, you already know this. But I want you to keep something in mind in this season. The sale is in the follow-up. That is something that was said to me when I first started my business. I can't even remember who said it. And it is something that has stuck with me all these years. And it's so, so, so true. The likelihood of someone going to your contact form filling it out, being interested in your services, scheduling a consultation call, and then booking with you is slim. It doesn't matter if you've been doing this 10 years or six months. People are busy. They're, you're talking about a very busy time of year. And we're dealing with extra anxieties this year. And that's something you need to keep in mind. You have the regular holiday anxiety. You have the regular like, oh my gosh, I got engaged excitement. 
And then you have the pandemic and the election. There is a lot going on in everyone's life this year. So you need to keep that in mind. And you want to be sure that if someone hasn't reached out to you, you don't just chalk it up and be like, oh, nope, they're not interested with me. I must suck. No, no, that's not what it is. We're all busy. We all need to be reached out to once, twice, three times before we actually like, oh gosh, okay, yeah, I need to get back to her, okay? So I want you to have a plan for follow-ups. Now, what this looks like for my clients is we go through the inquiries each Friday. So if we have an inquiry come in on Monday and they haven't responded, they get a follow-up email on Friday. And if they haven't responded by Tuesday or Wednesday, they get another follow-up email. And then I spread it out. Then it's every other week until we either get a no thank you or after three or four attempts, they've not said anything, then I move on. Okay, I archive it. But you don't want to archive it or just forget about it without ever following up with them. I see this with a lot with a lot of businesses. You think that they're not interested. They must think you suck. You're too overpriced, whatever the case may be. If you haven't followed up with them, then you don't actually know why they didn't reach out to you after your initial email. So please be sure that you are following up. You have a follow-up plan. If you need to put it in your calendar every Wednesday or every Friday, whatever the case may be, and block it off where you have an hour dedicated to following up with potential clients, you are going to see a return on that investment. Okay. So I want you to think about that and how to put that follow-up plan in place. If you have a virtual assistant This is 100% something that they can do. Just make it a task. Give them canned emails that they can send back and make it easy, okay? All right. So the last tip that I'm going to give you is for your CRM is write a why you should work with us email. Now, I really love video for this just because it allows you to connect to that potential client even better. And video performs really, really well. However, if you don't want to make a video, can't, you know, find time to make a video, whatever the reason is there, I want you to write the email. And even if you do a video, you should accompany it with an email anyway, so that if someone doesn't like listening to video or that kind of thing, they have the option to read it as well. And this is giving them a look at who you are as a company, who you are as a person, why you are the best fit for their needs. This really needs to speak to your ideal client. You're not wanting to get super broad here. You want to speak to the person that you really want to work with. If that person is a nerdy couple who loves Harry Potter or loves Star Wars or any of those things, then nerd out, you know, say, Hey, I'm so excited that you sent in your inquiry. I know it's been a couple of weeks. I just want you to know some things about me and why I feel like we're going to be an awesome fit. 
I am a Gryffindor and I love cuddling with my cat on the couch with a hot apple cider this time of year. And I make sure that we have a lot of fun at your engagement sessions and engagement sessions are, are offered in all of my wedding packages. And it gives us a chance to get to know one another. And hey, if you are a Harry Potter lover, then bring your wand, bring your robe, and let's make the best engagement session ever. Okay, something like that. Give them the opportunity to connect with you, to not even want to work with anybody else because there's not going to be anybody else that connects with them better than you just did. You really want to speak to your ideal client here because when you get really specific about who you are and what you do and why they should work with you, they're not going to want to work with anybody else. If I had a photographer reach out to me and they were like, I'm so excited to work with you. I'd probably be booking a family and branding photographer. I'm, you know, I'm Katie and I'm been doing this for six years. I make sure that we incorporate, you know, your business. We tailor it by doing this, this, and this. And on the weekends, you know, I'm hanging out with my horse, Jack, and competing at, you know, cross-country events. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I have a horse too. We should be best friends. And that's the only photographer I'm going to want to work with because I need more horse friends in my life. It's simple things like that that gives your client an opportunity to connect with you. If you need ideas, then write out five to 10 unique traits for you. Okay, if your favorite food is Qdoba, then talk about it. If you are a huge home edit nerd, if you've not seen that show, I'm in love with it. You know, then talk about how your pens are always organized by color. You know, just something to that effect that lets them connect with you, okay? I really, really love seeing it when my clients put together those types of emails and make sure that they're doing those follow-ups and all of those things because we're just, we you're going to have the opportunity to really connect with that potential client. And you're really going to hone in on the type of client that you want to work with, which means you are going to enjoy your business more and you are going to have the opportunity to go into work excited because you know you're working with your ideal client and that's the best feeling ever. Okay, I hope you guys found these tips super helpful. If you could do me a huge favor and screenshot this episode, send it to me in your stories, tag me at success beyond the lens. I would love to see what episode you guys are listening to, what you're loving, what you're pulling from these episodes and all of the fun things. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy it with those who are closest to you and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. If you love what you heard today, could you do me a favor? Could you grab a screenshot of the episode and then send it over to your Instagram stories and tag me at Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I love hearing from our audience to see what you guys are loving. 
And if you really love me, if you could go over to iTunes and subscribe and leave us a review, I would appreciate it so much. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week. 